America, Washington, D.C., signing on. Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org. Brushbeater Training and Consulting and hosted by me, the number one best-selling author of The Gorilla's Guide to the Balfang Radio, NC Scout. We have been at number one now for three months, just over three months, regularly in Amazon's top 1,000. Um, just have beaten every metric that I can think of. Um, and, and this is really, really incredible folks. It's really, really incredible. And what we've been able to achieve has been nothing short of awe inspiring. And I say we, because it's, it's this community, um, this, this community, this, this great, wonderful group of patriots who aren't taking the issues of the day laying down. But I want to give a quick shout out to the show's sponsors. First and foremost, ResistTheMainstream.com. ResistTheMainstream.com, all the news that is fit to print and a whole lot that isn't. If you're going to be getting off of the mainstream media and you want today's headlines uh, from the stuff that they want buried to possibly an alternative take on a lot of the going-on events of the day, ResistTheMainstream.com is your one-shop Source And, of course, on that note, a good friend of mine, a fellow radio host who has had me on the air several times now, and I'm looking forward to getting back on his show soon in the near future, Mr. Harvey Morvick and his show over on TNT Radio. That's TNTRadio.com. And, of course, his show is available literally everywhere out there. I listen to him on the Podbean app. It is a daily listen for me. And uh, you'll probably notice, you'll probably notice, speaking about the uh, the whole Podbean app thing, you will probably notice that the intro to this show has changed just a bit. Has changed just a bit. Of course, the, the uh, usual Rage Against the Machine that uh, people are uh, either really looked forward to or have uh, sent me email after email like, ah, man, get rid of these commies. It's, uh, you know, we just kind of skip forward that first minute of the show and, and really just uh, want to get on with it, uh, whether you love it or love it. Um, you know, 
every introduction that I use has some sort of meaning, you know, for, for the longest period of time on the show, I was using, uh, another introduction, which I found, and I don't even remember exactly how I came across it, but, uh, it was called agenda 21. And, um, you know, it, it really, it was a lot of symbolism and I'm, I'm big on symbolism and, and a big on deeper meanings. Cause you know, I'm, I'm kind of a deep, deep thinker. You know, uh, try to be at least keeps us mentally in shape, and uh, that one that that one really had some some deep stuff, man. There there was cuts of Alex Jones in there. There was audio of an airstrike. There was radio chatter in the background, and that you know that track really. Uh, I mean, sure, it sounds cool. It's got the metal riff and everything. But when you start to think about it, I mean, that really encapsulated a, a lot of lives of the 2000s. And, um, you know, mine and, and a lot of my friends, you know, we we really, um, that that kind of was the background to a lot of things. And now we, we think about Agenda 30, uh, Agenda 2030, rather, and we're seeing this this big picture that's being painted, and it's a very Orwellian picture. And uh, Rage Against the Machine, you know, rally around the family with a pocket full of shells, um, you know, taken from Bulls on Parade. You can say what you want to, you know, they have a point. You know, they have a point. And we can learn a lot from our adversaries out there because they're not necessarily entirely wrong. And when you think about that, how as the working class, as the real working class in America and, and the world, since this is a global podcast, when you begin to distill all of that down and you realize that the machine's coming for us, it's going to come for us all. It, it is uh, very, very much um, wanting to come for us and wanting to shut down those alternative voices and wanting to shut down alternative media. And we have to protect ourselves against it. And so there really isn't, um, I think a, a better soundtrack that kind of explains that. And, you know, rage against the machine, put out some good stuff. Uh, they put out some good stuff. I mean, you know, you, you can disagree with a lot of the political points, and that's fine. You know, I, I kind of joke about them these days and say, uh, Rage Against the Machine, this this message brought to you by uh, Pfizer and Big Pharma. Because, of course, you know, they're requiring uh, people to be vaxxed, and you have to show your papers. I, I really think you, you don't get any more authoritarian than that for an anti-authoritarian band. But, uh... Such is the world in, in which we're living, you know. But going back to that whole soundtrack of, of the 2000s, you know, there was a kind of an obscure album that was released almost 13 years ago now, literally on, on March 2nd of 2010. March 2nd of 2010, the Black Ribbons album by Shooter Jennings. And in case you don't know who Shooter Jennings is, Shooter Jennings is the son of legendary musician, uh, legendary name in country music, legendary name in music. He, he was a true game changer. But Waylon Jennings 
And, you know, if, if you don't know who Waylon Jennings is, then you're probably not my target audience, right? He, he doesn't need any introduction uh, out there. The, the man is probably the, the biggest influence in country music for a paradigm shift from the overproduced sounds of Nashville and coming out of Nashville in the 1960s. And he kind of fused the, the rockabilly sound, the Bakersfield swing, and this real underground of of texas music and uh it it was all bubbling up there was this mass dissatisfaction with what was coming out of the overproduced nashville scene and he changed all that you know and and his son shooter is very much a game changer too i think And, and i'm a huge fan of his i've met him twice i've had the honor of meeting him twice and uh have all of his albums absolutely love him and i think that he's probably one of the most important musicians today if for no other reason than the black ribbons album and i've talked about it in the past i've referenced it in the past and um you know there was some really profound things on that album and all the way back in 2010 with a shooter growing up being a huge fan of william cooper of coast to coast am he he's told the story of him and waylon on the tour bus when he was growing up and they would stay up late nights just to listen to art bell and i always thought that that was so cool that was such a a neat story and it was very uh similar to my own experiences growing up and so the black ribbons album in case you haven't heard it is about the growing totalitarianism in america And that at the end of midnight, the last hour of this radio show that's playing, hosted by a mysterious radio show host known only as the Will of the Wisp, of course, voiced by Stephen King, uh, who has a intermittent narration. And the, the whole album is really a metaphor for William Cooper. And the influence that William Cooper had and uh, the reach that he had and how uh, the, the growing totalitarianism in America that we're experiencing right now, where this has a logical conclusion and where we are headed, where we are headed as a society, where we are headed as a people. And it's very important questions that are being asked. And of course, this album culminates in a song called When the Radio Goes Dead. And to me... I don't think at this point in time there is a more important piece that we could have introducing this show than that, than that small snippet. And of course, I encourage you, highly encourage you to go out and listen to the entire album, but that song especially, because it is incredibly important. And so I tell you all that to tell you this, you know, we were shadow banned by many different platforms, a shadow band, uh, especially by Podbean because Podbean for a while up until the 2022 election was fairly ambivalent to the message and, um, very, uh, they, they didn't have any censorship and and it looked like at least for a while that we we had a voice there and and that there was a safe haven for alternative voices in the media for good or bad you know you have the left wing voices you have the right wing voices you have the voices 
of liberty. And, and you certainly need both. You certainly need both. But the voices of liberty, that message of freedom, that message to a free people is critically important. You know, and just to give you an idea, uh, YouTube here, I have an email from YouTube. Of course, the YouTube channel, which I haven't posted anything to in a long time now. Uh, I removed our links from Radio Contra to uh, the YouTube channel because I don't want to interact with them. I don't want to engage with them any longer. Uh, they're they're uh, vehemently interested in full-blown censorship and only approving those messages that are um, NAFO approved, right? The, the North American Fellows organization the uh i'm surprised they're not sexist they're not being labeled as sexist because i mean fellas that's kind of a it's kind of an exclusionary term is it not uh the the adam kinzingers of the world they're, they're pretty exclusionary and they're pretty white too um i, I don't know if, if i was a, a lefty a liberal who was who was uh supporting uh ukraine flag my ukrainian flag i, I would be a little upset about that uh, but anyway just just pointing out some things uh just to show you how phony and manufactured all this stuff is but i got another message got another message two days ago from youtube i haven't put anything on youtube in months now and they went all the way back to episode 79 i have yet another strike this would be three strikes of course they removed some of them over time they go away over time but i've had three strikes now uh under their quote-unquote misinformation policy and this is for episode 79 maoist millie shows his colors and if you go back and listen to that episode i don't think that there was anything that was misinformation that was in there i was reading his own material his own words. There's nothing misinformation about that. But they were removing that episode. Why were they removing it? Because they can. Because it's contrary to the narrative. It's contrary to the message that they want to convey. Right? And so, of course, then they have a, a warning down there. Uh, you know, we know that this might be disappointing, but it's important to us that YouTube is a safe place for all. Right, yeah, yeah, of course, as long as you check all the correct boxes um, and your content is approved for mass consumption. Of course, if content breaks our rules, we remove it. If you think we've made a mistake, you can appeal and we'll take another look. I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to bother. Keep reading for more details. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, but we know this about YouTube. Of course, I have pointed out that Podbean censored and shadow banned this show as well as a great deal of others i kept the receipts i had the images of the rankings in news commentary you found radio contra completely gone and we were replaced with the likes of sarah swisher from new yorker magazine and you know of course the uh approved conservative voices the ones that'll that will never ever actually shift the paradigm because that's not their job their job is to keep you just angry enough to give them money and tune into the next episode and they're doing nothing 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 to further the cause of american freedom 
Fortunately, however, uh, you know, behind the scenes, there was a number of avenues that I was considering. Uh, Podbean, of course, we've, we've got, you know, well over 200 episodes up there now. There's a lot of content and um, just didn't didn't really think that it was feasible at this point in time for me to pull all that down and head over to another platform uh, because we've got a huge number of subscribers, just over 13,000 now. You know, so... Uh, there, there was a number of avenues that I was considering on this end, you know, and when the censors have won, when the censors have won, my time is done when the radio goes dead. Right. But, you know, I never wait on the actions of someone else. I'm a very proactive person and I choose to direct my energy where I can. And, and on the things that I can influence and the things that I can change in a positive direction. And, and that's something I implore all of you to do. It doesn't really do us any good to complain about the conditions that are because they are. There's, you know, most of this stuff is out of our hands. We can't change it. Uh, but what we can do is direct our energy into something that is positive in a positive direction and, and what helps and, and has the biggest impact on the most number of people, you know, and fortunately, uh, I don't know how the message got through to Podbean. Uh, of course, this censorship happened right as the 2022 midterms were underway, uh, 24 hours prior to the polls, uh, people going to the polls, the polls being opened. And, you know, our voices were squelched. But uh, it looks like something has changed. Uh, you know, somebody hit me up and said, hey, you know, you're, you're back in the rankings. Really? Huh. Okay. And look back, lo and behold, number five. Hadn't put any content up. And number five. And, uh, wow, you know, that's, that's pretty impressive. And so now I am well back underway on the march of making this the number one podcast in news commentary once more, because this audience made us what we are. This audience made this podcast what it is. And this podcast is the one that is making real changes and we're having an impact. Because if we weren't having the impact that we're having, there wouldn't be a number one bestseller on Amazon. There wouldn't be the censorship that they're trying to shut us down. There wouldn't be any of this. right? We're winning. We are winning. Do not lose sight of that fact. We are winning. And I'll tell you something else. Um, you know, I intended on putting out a podcast or two earlier in the week. Um... You know, we uh, wrapped up the scout course and followed by the recce course. That was six days straight in the field. And uh, going into the weekend after that course, I was worn out. Uh, let me tell you, that was something. Uh, that was really, really something. And um, had so much fun and had over 60 Patriots between those two classes. Over 60 you know, these are people who know what they're about. They're out there engaged, want serious training, want serious experiences. They're willing to put in the work. You know, you have to take joy in the fact that those are the faces that are making a difference in the world. 
All right, these are people who know what they are about. And uh, I'm honored by that. I'm honored by that. I'm honored to share those experiences, those training experiences to break bear with them. And, you know, it, it's uh, as I told Joe Dolio, who was in class, everywhere at my site is uphill. Right? It's uphill in every direction. Uh, no matter where you are, it is uphill in every direction. And he thought I was kidding. Uh, he found out the hard way. So, you know, it, it's, it, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. It was a heck of a lot of fun. And, um, you know, it, 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 but coming out of that class, man, my voice was shot and you can probably still hear it. Uh, I have, uh, still some raspiness going on because you, you run yourself hard and, uh, you run yourself hard going up, down, up and down those hills. Um, in my case, running up and down those hills, coordinating, uh, the, the stuff that was going on, uh, you know, running those sticks lanes, the uh, squad tactics lanes, and, um, you know, all, all of the things that we're doing. And having that number of Patriots, getting them in one day out to 450 meters, solid hits on steel, 450 meters with their weapon systems, to include the AK, by the way, to include the Kalashnikov, an iron cited Kalashnikov at that something to be proud of you know and they did that they did that gave them instruction got them on the range got them got them zeroed got them a proper zero in every case and they all had worked their way out to 450 meters first round hits and repeated hits at 450 meters rounds on steel and that was just day one then we get into the tactics, the actual tactics, the movement, the integration as a team, how to conduct an ambush, how to conduct a raid. Where do you direct this fight? How do you do that? How do you coordinate multiple teams on the ground? How do you use converging routes to come on a target? How do you um, use successive sectors when you are engaging multiple targets that are active in, in a uh, specific area, right? How do you do all these things? And, and we covered all of that in class and the students did all of that and they, they kicked ass. Let me tell you, they kicked ass. Um, you know, it, it was, it, it was great. Um, you know, conducting night raids, you know, that, that was, that was something. That was really, really something. It, relaying those intelligence reports using uh, the digital formats that we cover in class, using data bursts, um, really, really good stuff. And uh, you know, to to everybody, had a huge number of op four, the opposing force as well. Um, just it was wild. Uh, it was absolutely wild. It was a great time. It was a great time. And uh, I invite all of you. There's going to be another combo of the Scout and the Recce course in October. I'm working on the, the fall schedule right now. But uh, those dates will be going up in early April. And I am ironing those out right now. And I'll tell you, uh, a lot of the uh, the private dates... That's, uh, you know, the, the, uh, a lot of traveling. I said earlier in the year, uh, around the turn of the year that I was going to be dialing back a lot of the travel and, and that is going to be the case. I'm not going to be traveling a whole lot. So, you know, 
put in the effort. I have a lot of people who come and train with me here in North Carolina. And, um, you know, this is, that's going to enable me to, uh, offer you the, the very best training experience possible. Uh, so anyhow, with that said, you know, a couple of the news things, you know, we, we could cover the revelations of January 6th, the tapes that are coming out. Um, you know, I think that, uh, anybody that just glossed them over, right. You, you only need probably 20 seconds of viewing that to see that the, uh, the quote unquote Capitol Hill insurrectionists, uh, as, as the mainstream media would put it would, uh, if they, they were certainly not insurrectionary if they were being literally guided around by the Capitol police inside the Capitol building, right? That's what happened. The video footage is out there. Okay. So this means that Ashley Babbitt was absolutely murdered. Okay. She was absolutely murdered. I would say that it, it was premeditated. Um, you know, that, that, is exactly what it is. And for all of the the uh, hostages, the political prisoners that are being held uh, by the Capitol Police, they need to be released immediately. And there needs to be a massive lawsuit immediately. Now, we'll see. We'll see where all this goes. But I will say this, D.C. is absolutely out of control. They are absolutely out of control. Now that these revelations are out there, they're absolutely out of control. But we could we could talk about that all day. Um, I don't really see the need to talk about that, uh, you know, because that is is already been covered, and, and a lot of people have been talking about that already. And I think we all know where my thoughts are on it. Uh, of course, I warn people from the get-go, don't go there. There's nothing to be gained by going to protests. There's still nothing to be gained by going to protests. You can go and celebrate in the Capitol when we win. When we win. When the Patriots win. Right? And we got a long way to go before we get there. You go there then. But if you really thought going up to D.C. that it was going to change anything, you had everything to lose and nothing to gain. Folks, we don't go to protests, especially not in the era of mass surveillance and big technology. If you don't know what is out there and you don't know what the threats are, because I do know what they are, and I've been warning you, as much as possible, there are other ways that you channel those efforts. But anyway, beating a dead horse there. Let's talk about something else. Let's break down this incident in Atlanta. Uh, of course, this is uh, making the news now. There was a insurrection in Atlanta, the, uh, the quote-unquote cop city, this new law enforcement training facility that's being built in Atlanta was swarmed uh, Zerg swarm for anybody that ever played Starcraft back in the day. Uh, Zerg swarmed by a bunch of quote unquote Antifa activists. There was simply thugs uh, that swarmed the place and uh, lit some stuff on fire, committed acts of vandalism, did things that they do, 
right? Did things that they do. And it's important to point out a couple of things. First, that Antifa is allowed to exist. That's number one. They, they are allowed to exist. The, the, the fact that the police did not treat them the way that the Capitol Hill police treated the protesters January 6th tells us one thing, right? That, that, that speaks volumes. Uh, but the fact that they were allowed to destroy police property and destroy government property without being open fire upon. Uh, now, I know that several of them were arrested. I understand that. Uh, but they, they were allowed to do this. All right. They were allowed in there. And you can't tell me, just I, I'm looking at the video footage of this right now. You can't tell me that that number of people assembled somewhere, that that site didn't know that this was going to happen. You didn't see this coming. They did this in broad daylight, and they came in from one direction. They used a sole avenue of approach uh, to come in there. So, um, to me... I look at this as these guys are, are still very unprofessional. They're very green, but that's because they've been allowed to be. Um, they were allowed to get in there. This 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 was something. Now, I know that they are going to be charged. The ones who were arrested are going to be charged with terrorism. And uh, I've made the statement in the past that, you know, Atlanta is a different animal. Um, a lot of these are outside agitators looking at their arrest report. A lot of these people have come from elsewhere. They're, they're not from Georgia. They're originally from many other places. And, um, you know, the, the, they are, it, this isn't telling us anything new. Okay, we, we know this. Outside agitators, is, you know, very much a crowdsourced effort uh, that, that goes into the things that they do. And they are allowed to exist. We will see if there's going to be uh, follow-on charges coming out of this. I personally think that there will because there's only so much that the government of Georgia can take out of this. And, you know, we know that um, even with left-wing prosecution and stuff, these are actually going to be state crimes now. Um, and, and when they are getting charged with terrorism, uh, specifically they, when they're using that T word, the terror word, um, it opens up a new can of worms for stuff. And, and this is very, very politically inconvenient for the Democrats. Because I've also said in the past that um, there's a difference between the Democrat Party and Antifa. They, Despite a lot of uh, great consternation on the right to the contrary, they're not one in the same. And in fact, Antifa only tolerates the Democrats insofar as they're useful. But they are very much communist insurrectionaries with their own agenda. Now, because people on the right are hierarchical thinkers, this is very difficult to understand and wrap your mind around. Uh, so if you're not really indoctrinated to leftist politics and, and the, uh, the thought process of the left, this is going to be very difficult to understand. All right. But, um, you know, again, it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. They, they are of course, ratcheting up their attacks and, you know, we're still in the first week of March right now. So this summer I think is shaping up to be very interesting 
as we go into um, a lot of uncertainty. And uh, I want to break down another story that went mostly unnoticed. And it is the story of a uh, quote-unquote Ukrainian volunteer who had been chaptered from the army. Uh, he, he was a chapter case from the United States Army. He got chaptered out um, and uh, on for you know behavioral reasons. And he ends up being a, a Ukrainian International Brigade volunteer because you know they, they are a clearinghouse for misfits, communists, useless individuals that, that end up over there. Um, you know, you have to be leery of a man who's fighting for, or well, I shouldn't say man, I should say a person, because uh, we don't want to be gender exclusive here. Um, that that is fighting for another country's flag um that that is you know these these traditionally uh foreign legions are made up of reprobates of people who they, this is their dead end in life they have nothing else um you know they they're basically shunned by society and and so they end up where they end up um, and they're, they're essentially used as cannon fodder so that that country, the host nation, is not losing their most valuable and, and the most fit of, of their genetics. And, and that's kind of the, the history of foreign legions and how foreign legions work. Uh, the, the reality, you know, all bravado and uh, chest stumping aside, that is the reality of why they exist. So... Um, <laughs> Anyway, you know, this kid goes over there and lo and behold, he switches sides, he defects to Russia, and uh, now he is a, a Russian, right? Now he, he wants to be a Russian fighter. And, um, you know, of course, the Russian media makes much out of that because that's what they do with defectors. Uh, this is how it works when, uh, you know, they, they take... Uh, a, a fighter that is necessarily probably worthless in the big aspect of things like very low value uh, a pawn on the chessboard somebody that you know if, if they lost and they're taking very high casualty numbers anyway but if they lost this person you know whatever but they go over and now all of a sudden the Russians are going to use this as uh, is, is their propaganda piece and they're going to run with it which they did and um it's important to note the language coming out of this guy, right? So this clown is, is, you know, your, your typical run of the mill, confused, um, behavior problem, grew up in a basement. And I can promise you that, that what happened with him is he thought that the army was going to be like call of duty. And he shows up and he realizes that, that in the real world, the army is nothing like call of duty and you're not that cool. And you actually have to, work your ass off to get to uh, places where you even remotely get to be a cool guy. And he didn't want to do that. Um, he didn't want to do that. And he didn't want to follow instructions. And he didn't want to do what he was told. And then that normally leads to corrective action, corrective training. Um, he's, he's what we used to call leadership challenges. And uh, those guys end up getting chaptered out. And so then he figured, hey, like a lot of these idiots... Hey, I can go be a cool guy and do what I want to in Ukraine. All right. And so he gets over there. There's a lot of stories uh, months back that were coming out from uh, 
Azov Battalion and a lot of these uh, sources over in Ukraine, uh, guys that, that escaped from that world and were kind of talking about their, their internal enforcement methods for keeping people uh, at the front and uh, kind of stalwarting against Russian advances. And, you know, he probably got over there and realized that, hey, you know, this ain't what was made out of it. Okay, because that combat lifestyle, you know, when you see certain people out there who are posing with clean gear and, you know, a few mags on their vest or whatever, and and you really don't, you're not getting the view. Okay, you're not getting the real view because those people are staged. All right, they are propagandists. They are staged. They take staged photos. All right, this this is all phony. It's 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 all phony, right? But the reality is, is this kid gets out there and he realizes, oh shit, I'm in over my head and I'm not that cool. But the Russians might be treating their people a little bit better. The grass is green over on the other side, so I'm going to go over there. Right. A lot of your Antifa recruits that are making up their cannon fodder are kind of coming from this crowd as well. And so I want to point out this kid's story because this is going to be an indicator going forward. All right, this is going to be an indicator going forward. The left, the militant left, is using Ukraine right now for training purposes. They're using them to train and groom the next cadre of guerrilla fighters here in the United States. Antifa 1.0 came out of Syria, right? the Rojava region. The northeastern region, that is the Kurdish autonomous zone of the Syrian government. Um, they, Antifa, the Communist International, stood up a training school there called the Academy. This was so they could learn guerrilla warfare techniques, get some combat experience under their belt, and then export that communist revolution abroad. That's exactly what they've done. That's where Antifa 1.0 came from, the current incarnation of it. Antifa 2.0 is beginning now, and they're becoming more and more aggressive on the ground. This is where this is coming from. It's coming from Ukraine. They don't actually care about Ukraine itself, the tactical objectives there, all that stuff is irrelevant, right? NATO is irrelevant to them. They want to, They want NATO gone as well, and that's something that the NAFO crowd doesn't seem to understand either. They want to just exploit this, this, uh, this walking blood bank, for all that they can get out of it, it's just bodies to the front, right? Like the Metallica song, back to the front, right? Um, but they're going to switch sides as this thing gets more and more out of hand. And as we see Russia become more aggressive towards the West, this war is spiraling out of hand and it is going to get... Um, very, very intense, very quickly. And it's going to, it's going to grow well beyond the borders of Ukraine as well as Taiwan, because China is jumping in the mix as well. The episodes that I did in the past, Red Dawn and America, go back and dust those off. They have a fifth column that is being trained right now that is coming back to the States. And if you don't think that the Russians are dusting off a playbook, on exactly how to exploit that labor force, that mass dissatisfaction here in the United States, you're wrong. This is very much a three-way dance, and it is an asymmetric conflict that is brewing right before our very eyes. You do not 
have the amount of time necessary to sit on your thumbs. Every moment that you have, you need to be gainfully employed because this is going to get very, very serious. Right now, those communist militants are utilizing Ukraine to create their training cadre for the revolution here in the United States. That's the real communist revolution. The Russians will be exploiting that to its fullest. Mark my words. Nicaragua, Venezuela, Cuba, Brazil now. The same day that Lula was invited to the White House, they invite in Iranian ships of the Iranian Navy. Come on. They got one goal in mind. China is at the forefront of this. And there is absolutely nothing coming out of D.C. that gives me a warm and fuzzy about this stuff going into the future. Do they even have a response? I don't think that they do. It will be an asymmetric war fought here within the United States before a shot that we would we will call in the future World War III before those shots are even fired. They're beginning it now. Keep your head on a swivel, folks. More episodes are going to be inbound. Again, a quick shout-out to show sponsors TNT Radio with a Horve Morick show. Definitely check him out. Give him a subscribe over on Podbean. You can check him out on his show over at TNTRadio.com. Resist the Mainstream, ResistTheMainstream.com, BlacksmithPublishing.com, my friends, Paul LaFlavor and Mike Blackburn over there with the U.S. Army Special Forces Small Unit Tactics Handbook, CivilDefenseManual.com, Tactical Wisdom, the three-volume series, actually, correction, four-volume series. Got my notes mixed up here. By my very close friend, Mr. Joe Dolio, my co-host, my partner in crime over on the Privy Council. Oh, and last but not least, announcing a new book that is out there. The Guerrilla Dispatch, Volume 1, is now live on Amazon. I have it in a Kindle format, and the paperback should be inbound very very soon. I'm really, really excited to release this one. It was kept under wraps. Top secret until now. And I think that you're really, really going to like it. It is the first volume in a continuing series. And we're going to go as long as I have content to print. First uh, 35 articles written by myself and many of the other contributors from AmericanPartisan.org and Brushbeater. .org over the years, put back into print format. I've got volume two, which will be coming out next month, already ready to go. Volume three is well underway as well, and I've got a lot of articles that are coming from all of you out there that I am hoping will be on tap. I'm going to be paying the contributors as well. I'm really, really excited to get these books kicked out there and I think that there is no better time and no greater importance than that right now. Anyhow folks, with that said, you can find those over on amazon.com and I've also got some other big announcements that are going to be coming out later this week. Later this week, so stay tuned. 
Anyway, God bless all of you. Thank you for making this podcast what it is, beating the censors. God bless, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. This is NC Scout, out.